Barely Emerging is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people. We at Haunted Cow Collective acknowledge the Ghana people and all other Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the sovereign custodians of this country. We pay our respects to Elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. The loser, Francis. Yeah, the one that said, oh, put these in a cupboard, I don't the want to look at them. The fucking square, Francis. And then you have some guy blowing a butt trumpet just in the corner of the page. <laughs> What up, fam? Hope you're hungry. Today we're here with some two-minute doodles because we're talking about penis art. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Welcome to Two Minute Googles. With doodles. Two Minute Googles with a lot of doodles this episode. Mm -hmm. A lot of doodles. We are looking at Greco-Roman penis art Mm -hmm. and more importantly, medieval marginalia. So if if you've ever seen those like memes where it's like a nun picking penises from a tree. Oh, we're talking about that. Love it. So you are here with Francis. And Sid. So today I will be talking about the Greco-Roman penises. Take us through that penis art, baby. I will. I will. It's not necessarily just penis art. It's the sexuality of the Greco-Roman and how it was suppressed. So uh, the the censorship of ancient sexuality is best typified by the removal of genitalia, most famously from the Vatican Museum, and of them casting and carving fig leaves to cover over all of the weans and vaginas. <laughs> Lol. But phallic symbols within ancient art or ancient objects depicted on Hermes or Pan and all other deities in many other art forms. They're not really associated with erotica. Sometimes they are for protection, for fertility or for healing. Suppression of ancient sexuality in 1819 was when the secret cabinet was founded. Mysterious, I know. What the fuck is the secret cabinet? I'm glad you asked, Francis. Okay, good. So the secret cabinet was when Francis, not our Francis, a different Francis, a man Francis. Yeah, I'm not cool enough to be that guy. Francis I, King of Naples, visited <laughs> visited a museum with his wife and daughter. They were shocked. He was shocked, sorry. I don't know about the wife and the daughter. Oh, she was probably vibing with it. Yeah. He was shocked by the explicit imagery and it ordered all items of a sexual na- nature to be locked in a certain cabinet. And the access was only restricted to those of, and I quote, mature age and respected morals. So this means only male scholars. <laughs> what, if, what if you had one of the two? Like you were mature age, but you didn't have respectable morals. Oh, well, then you don't get to see the secret mm, cabinet. Garden. Respectable <laughs> morals, but you're just under mature. Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Tough tits. So the cabinet was then opened in the 2000s with high protests from the Catholic Church, of course. And then since 2005, the items are still not 
with the original artwork. So they're in a separate room still. So the original artworks where they first were shown were Francis, not our Francis, the male Francis. The loser Francis. Yeah, the one that said, oh, put these in a cupboard, I don't the want to look at them. fucking square Francis <laughs> couldn't handle a bit of penis. So since then, they're, they're still in a separate room. They're not with the original works that they, they first came with. So what did they take? Like what's in the cabinet? Well, I had a picture and I do not know if it's the same uh, stuff because I don't know if the censorship is still in place that mm. like you can yeah, only you're go not, and see you're not the... mature and you don't have respectable morals yeah so or can't. the internet's not mature and doesn't have respectable morals which is fair oh yeah no, they've, they've been on reddit they're like <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. are fucked yeah no it, there was the works in the secret cabinet if they are the same as the picture of the article that i read uh just sculpted penises oh okay like ancient dildos yeah well not i don't think they were dildos but like you never know mm, probably were yeah yeah so i've just done a one minute google of uh, the cabinet, Mm -hmm. the cabinet of curiosities, no, the secret cabinet. (laughs) The secret garden. Because I was like, I need to see this shit. Yeah. It was from Pompeii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from ancient Pompeii and Herculean. No, because it would have a weird name, like Herculaneum or something like that. But yeah, from fucking Pompeii and Herculaneum, like erotic frescoes, depictions of the god Priapus, sexually explicit symbols and inscriptions, household items such as phallic oil lamps. <gasps> that is fucking cool. Yeah. I, I, I like one of my favorite things about Pompeii is that they uncovered like graffiti and it yeah. was, you know, still shit on there that was just like, you know, Artemis has a big dick and stuff like that. <laughs> so it's like humans just haven't fucking changed. Yeah. But if you go onto the Wikipedia, we have a couple of examples from the gallery. So there is a wall painting from Herculeum of the goddess Hermaphroditus, mm-hmm. which it's a small image on my phone, but it looks fantastic. Uh, there is a sculpture depicting sex, and I quote, in the doggy position. Yep. There is a an amphora with anal sex between two males from the 5th century BCE. There is sexual scene from Pompeii in the Secret Museum, which is literally just a, a fresco that, even though the paint is chipped away, you can clearly see what is going on there. There is a sexual scene from Pompeii Part 2, sexual scene from Pompeii Part 3. Yeah. So there is just a lot of, like, paintings and frescoes from Pompeii, which is pretty much just, like... People having sex. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just Pornhub, but Pompeii Hub. One of the big ones that... Really nothing for Pompeii Hub. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I was like on the next thing that I was going to say. Oh, also one of the most famous objects in the Naples Museum collection from the first century is pan copulating with a goat. Yes, that's what I was just about yeah, to, so to bring it's, up. Yeah, so it's a beautiful looking marble statue mm-hmm. of um, a horned devil man trying to fuck a goat. Not trying to. The, the penis oh, is, is in there. Oh, man. it is? Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. Have, I don't have that angle. The, there's, a, there's a different angle of it from the ones that I was looking at and he is very much not trying to. He's He's in there. Great. Now I have this on my fucking search history. <laughs> Pan copulating. With, oh no, damn, he's in there. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like in incognito mode, just so the FBI guy on my phone isn't like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's it's gonna turn some heads. Like it's it's that bestiality sort of stuff. That <laughs> yeah, because Pan we're is... still not cool with, and we should never be cool with. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But because Pan is neither human nor goat, mm. it kind of it brings up a, a bit of 
issue and all that sort of stuff. So even now, but like if if you think about how the repression of sexual uh, sexual art forms has molded what we see today and modesty culture and all that sort of stuff today, I do really wonder if that's the start of it. Like if you've got the Roman Catholic sort of church come in and has put Pompeii in a cabinet. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just kind of like... Well, you said that this all started in 1819. Yeah. You know, with the the secret cabinet. So was that around, like, you know when they, they did that thing where they went through all of, like, the church art and the sculptures and stuff and put, like, fig leaves on them? Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's like when they were first painted, they were, like, full frontal. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like they, they did, like, an after-the-fact censorship yeah. when, you know, people's, you know, dispositions, I suppose, got a little bit too delicate to be going to church and staring at that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, the the fig leaves were not uh the secret cabinet the secret cabinet was like shut these in a in a cupboard so that no one else can see it unless you're like you know male and a scholar mm. the vatican was covering the weans and vaginas uh with fig leaves mm. and also they were removing the genitalia so they were actually just I have seen a few sculptures in my time where, like, yeah, the the dick, for lack of a better word, has yeah. just been smashed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's a suppression tactic, I guess you could oh, say. I see. I my natural assumption was just like that was just a vandalism response. You know, like someone back in the day was just like, "That's hilarious. I'm going to take the dick home." Yeah, or you know, in in transit, it's been broken mm-hmm. off. In transit, air quotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was actually the the. Van- Vatican or other museums that right. because it wasn't just the Vatican that did it it was it was other places yeah, that were yeah. kind of removing the genitalia because it was we were we too spicy. sensitive bit too spicy, spicy for yeah. us so that leads into you know uh, the depictions of genitalia on Greek and Roman they were usually smaller so the mm-hmm. when it came to anyone human humanoids the mm-hmm. humanoids they would have smaller penises and anything that was like bestial yeah air quotes or anyone that they wanted to like the Artemis has a big dick. Yeah. When they wanted to uh, say that someone was bestial or it was like actually a boorish. Yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. pay, it was actually a payout yeah. to yeah. say that someone had a big dick in those days. Yeah. So anytime someone depicted anyone with a big penis, it would mean that they're like kind of foolish, kind of boorish, they're kind of yeah. they're yeah. yeah they're they're yeah, closer to beast than they are human. Yeah, I I, th- I think and I'm and I'm half remembering, but yeah, I think there was something like there was a correlation between like the bigger your dick was, the smaller your brain was. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Which is why you know a lot of you know like, like sculptures of you know like great thinkers of the day. Like we usually robed, but if they weren't, it was like tiny micro penis. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So that's very different from today's today. standards. Because yeah. I think when it came to full frontal nudity, <laughs> the nudes. Nudity. Nudity of, of the day then, it wasn't sexual. Like it no. wasn't for sexuality's sake. No. But when we look at it now, we're looking at it from the lens of having this modesty culture. So if they are standing there nude, they must be presenting themselves for sexual Yeah, like there's, no, there's no other reason for you to be disrobed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fucking interesting. Mm. I'm just, Pompeii keeps on giving. Yeah, no. When Pompeii I saw is the, one of my favourite, like, historical landmarks. Yeah, when I saw the secret cabinet, I was just like, the secret what? Yeah. Are you kidding? I, lo- I looked up, because when I was Googling, like, secret cabinet, came up with a secret cabinet movie, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. 
Ooh. Is this like the uh, yeah, bad was... version of The Secret Garden? Yeah. <laughs> or I was like, is this like a docuseries and you're going to take me through every sordid artifact? Mm. So I, in true student fashion, left this last minute, last minute. I love it. Didn't really do much research at all. But I was in charge of Googling medieval marginalia. Mm -hmm. Well, specifically, I was charged with looking up, you know, like nudity in medieval art. Yeah. Because, you know, like Greeks and Romans, very different to European medieval. Sid is balls deep in her phone right now. I'm sorry. I, I am looking at a marginalia of what looks like a human face dog uh legs sniffing the arse of someone with human legs and some sort of animal face. Oh, that's fantastic. So a bit of a background on medieval marginalia. So back in medieval times, there was a profession pretty much called a scribe. So mm -hmm. before they had the printing press, if they wanted to distribute things or you know, like copy things or publish things, you'd have your scribes do it for you. Yeah. A lot of the time, I don't know, they just like to doodle in the margins. It's something that has never really, um, you know, humans have been doing that, like that fucking S that everyone would try and draw. Yeah. 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 Marginalia. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, it's one of those. But funnily enough, there has been theories that a lot of scribes were illiterate. Mm. Like, you know, if you were just hired to copy it down, it was more like you were drawing yeah, than anything else. You didn't need to know the what the word said or meant. Exactly. So, And sometimes maybe they didn't even want the scribes to be able to read. Yeah. Depending on Depending what. on the context of it. Mm. Mm. There is a really great example of this and a lot of the marginalia it's like they've found it all throughout just dispersed randomly throughout like medieval text and they're in the collection of you know oxford and cambridge and yeah. other kind of quote-unquote ivy league schools so they they didn't know the words that they were copying down yeah that's why a lot of the time the drawings don't match the gravity of the text yeah you know like you have this really kind of pious religious text and then you have some guy blowing a butt trumpet just in the corner <laughs> of the page it's, it's great. the cherubs. It's the cherubs, exactly. <laughs> and one of, like, some of my favourite examples of medieval marginalia were drawn by, like, one lady. So a lady called Jeanne de Montbaston. Her and her husband Richard were scribes in Paris somewhere, mm -hmm. possibly a convent. I don't quite know. I can't find it's a lot of so information. Long ago, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, in, like, this random sequence of illuminations in this, like, margin, she did, like, it was, like, this great picture. And it looks like this really sheepish looking monk handing this huge <laughs> penis to this really worried looking nun. <laughs> like, and got, she's kind of looking at it like, thank you. Yeah, she's got her hands out, just kind she's of like, like oh. all right, okay. And we love the, the perspective of these ones because this is when like perspective <laughs> wasn't really they didn't a have, thing. like three point perspective just yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah so, so it's the all... arms are like kind of like, and okay. you can't see me doing this right now but they they're on the yeah. same line they got them hieroglyphic arms yeah <laughs> and it's like and all the all the dicks are just huge yeah. so like she she did that one i'm pretty sure it was her who did the uh the famous nun picking penises off trees it's definitely the same it looks it looks like the same yeah, the same the, lady the dicks have the the same hue <laughs> the red tip and the red yeah, tip the yeah. red tip yeah and the lady looks exactly like the nun in yeah. the in the first one. There is, like, also her work, she has, it's like a nun putting penises into a basket, but then she also has two nuns oh, picking penises off the same penis tree. So a bit of a bit of sisterhood going on there. Yeah. 
We have another one that she's done where it's just a monk leading. It it looks like another monk, but he's got like a white robe. But he's she he's just leading him by the dick. Like there's like a leash on the penis. Yes, yes, I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. and there's like there's just so many great examples, and they're not all penis based. Like no. some of sometimes it's just like this. There was one that I saw. It wasn't the same lady, but it was two guys engaged in a duel, but they were both holding their own decapitated heads. Like they'd lost the duel, but they were still fighting which i thought was quite good oh yeah i think i can see it. it's like the white yeah one and then a very blue looking one and he's got an arrow yeah there's, yeah. A, there's also a great one i've just found here it looks like some guy he either has it i don't know what the fuck that body is it looks almost <laughs> like a bird he has a fist coming out of one hand which has what looks like a baseball bat but for the time is probably closer to a baguette in one <laughs> hand and a penis in the other yeah and it's just fucking brilliant. And it's like I would love like the fact that these are just again, they're just they're just doodles in yeah. a margin, but like because they're all illuminated manuscripts and it just it's done with like the most like all of the, the lettering is done with the most incredible penmanship and yeah. then you just have the penis tree in the corner of the page. Yeah. Like it just it fills me with so much joy. Yeah. And it's like I don't even need to do a lot of research on this because it fucking speaks for itself. It I mean does. what yeah. what book isn't like elevated by the appearance of a penis tree. Of a penis tree, <laughs> exactly. Of a random guy nakedly riding a huge snail. Like it is just fantastic. And I, I honestly think that more books need this. Yeah. You know, like fuck, half the textbooks at uni I would have gotten through in a fucking flash. Yeah, if, if I there just was wanted to get some to the next guy page. Farting out the sun <laughs> in the top margin. I want to know what the, the penis jewel is gonna happen yeah. on the next page. Yeah. Like I'll read through the whole text yeah. if, if I can get to that next page. I want to know what sis who is riding a penis on wheels. I want to know where she's going. <laughs> she's got places to be. I want to know where they are. Where? Yeah. Where do where, you go? Where are you a, going? On a penis. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> What's the cost to fill that, you know? Yeah. Fucking crazy. But yeah, well, that was my two cents for this episode. I like that two cents. Um, that was a great two cents. Yeah. For the listeners, this probably isn't going to be fantastic because a lot of it is like, is y- just please, looking down. <laughs> please, please go to our Instagram. Yeah. Treat yourselves. You need to look at these pictures of the illuminated manuscripts. Yeah. Y- you need to see the penis tree. Yeah. And have a Google of the secret cabinet. Oh, we'll put that on. We'll put that on Instagram too. Yeah. I mean, we might not be able to put the explicit pan fucking a goat statue, but. There's, there's another one at a different angle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the, the partially censored version. Just know that he is definitely in there. Oh, in there. <laughs> I don't know why you'd need to know that, but well that's it for this week hope it was a, an enlightening episode for you um you know so what we learned today was uh francis the first king of naples was a fucking loser and <laughs> put some penises in a cabinet yeah and for all the men to look at for all the men to look at <laughs> question mark and that medieval scribes needed i don't care what they were paid but they needed to be paid more yeah <laughs> All right, well, uh, head over to our socials to get a good look at those. That is on Instagram at Barely Emerging or at Haunted Cow Collective. We cross post to both. We also have a website, hauntedcow.com.au. Thanks, guys. Thanks.
You've been listening to Barely Emerging, a podcast by Haunted Cow Collective. You can find us on Instagram at Haunted Cow Collective, look for the spooky cow, or follow along at Barely Emerging for updates on new episodes and behind the scenes. You can also visit us at hauntedcow.com.au. This podcast is made by emerging artists for emerging artists, and together we are Barely Emerging.